Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Oh, you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Are you sick of politics yet? I mean, seriously, not just politics, but uh, of all the tension and, and everything that's happening that revolves around and touches politics in some way. Obviously, we have a presidential campaign this year. Your state may have a Senate campaign. You may have governors and, and lieutenant governors and attorneys general and all these different things that are up for election. And it puts people in an intense space and a weird space and people lose friends and you know how it is. You know how it feels. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. What about uh, the statement, it's okay to ignore politics? Even that will tick off some people. But I'm joined now by the guy who wrote the book on it, actually, literally, the book is called Why It's Okay to Ignore Politics, and I'm joined now by uh, Professor Chris Fryman, and he is with William and Mary University. Uh, really appreciate the time. When I saw the topic of your book, I thought, oh boy, boy, that even that's going to tick somebody off. Uh, so why did you decide to take on a project to tell everybody it's okay to disengage and not care about politics? Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. And you're right, I didn't quite anticipate the, the title being uh, as incendiary as it seems to be. Uh, so, yes, so there were a couple of reasons why I wanted to write this book. So one is that I think we spend a lot of time and energy on politics that uh, could be better spent elsewhere insofar as we care about making the world a better place, a more just place. So depending on the state that you live in, the chance of your vote making a difference in the presidential election is somewhere between one in 10 million and one in a billion. So for all practical purposes, your vote, your political participation probably isn't going to do any good. It's not going to make the world a better place. And all the time that you spend, not just voting or registering to vote, but preparing your vote. All of this is, is time that could be spent on something like raising funds for an effective charity, volunteering at a soup kitchen, things that will actually make a difference to people's lives. And so I think morally speaking, it might be better if many of us just ignored politics and spent the time and energy we would have used on politics in other sorts of ways. Another reason you, you alluded to uh, just now, which is politics kind, kind of makes us miserable and it makes us hate people who we probably shouldn't hate. So it ruins Thanksgiving dinners, uh, it can tear up friendships, it can tear up marriages. Uh, and, and I think this is really unfortunate because people can have good faith disagreements about politics while still being good people. So now that's not always the case. So I think that there probably are political opinions that are uh, unacceptable. But I think that also reasonable people can have differences of opinions on things like taxation, immigration, and so on. And so I think if we disengage from politics, we would probably have better relationships with friends and family, and we would probably have more opportunities to make the world a better place. Okay, so let me start channeling all that. Uh, you can probably feel that uh, seething that's coming through through the, the airwaves in a reverse way towards us. So uh, how about this? Your civic duty 
is to vote because government is at the consent of the governed. And if you don't vote, you're not giving any consent. If you don't vote, you're letting somebody else make the choices for you. And even if you're in a deep red state or a deep blue state, you should make your voice heard. Right. So one worry I have about that line of argument is, is that I think voting is importantly different from what we ordinarily think of as consent. So for example, if you consent to buy a car, and you know you sign the contracts to buy the car uh your decision to sign that contract actually determines whether or not you get the car so you say okay i'm going to buy the car and you get the car if you decide i don't want the car you're not going to get the car and that's kind of what consent is like under ordinary circumstances but voting is not really like that so you're going to get whatever president you're going to get with or without your vote so i don't think that voting actually makes a difference in the way that consent typically makes a difference so some people think that we have a civic duty to vote for other sorts of reasons. So maybe it's the case that you have a duty to contribute to the common good, you have a duty to make the country a better place. I think that's probably right. But I also think it's the case that you can fulfill that duty by doing things other than voting. So maybe voting is one way of doing that, but raising money uh, for effective charities is another way. Uh, volunteering at an understaffed food bank is another way of making the country a better place. So I think we do have these obligations to help other people and to promote justice, but I think voting is just one way among many others that we can fulfill our duty to do that. One of the things that uh, mathematically speaking, and for instance, you said whether your vote's gonna change the presidential race uh, mathematically, I don't think anybody can argue with that, but at the same time, you're often voting for your state representative. In April, you're in many states, you're voting for the mayor, the city council person, and one vote actually can make a lot of difference there. So even if we put too much focus on the presidential race, isn't there a case to be made that those local races actually can be changed if too many people disengage and you could have somebody who opposes what you want get in because a small number of people choose to disengage. So what about the local angle of uh, elections and getting out to vote? Right. So I think the odds of your vote making a difference in a local election are, are higher, although one offsetting downside to that is that the impact of a local election is smaller. So, for example, if your vote tipped the scales in the presidential election, that would have a monumental impact. But if your vote tips the scales in a local election, it has a, a considerably smaller impact. And so I think it, it's possible that if you think there's a decent chance that your vote might actually tip the election, that that would be a reason not, not simply to cast the vote, but also to spend a decent amount of time preparing your vote. So researching the different candidates, trying to get a sense of the issues and so on. I think that that would be fine. But I also think it's fine if you think, look, the time and effort that I would put into preparing and casting my vote, even in a local election, can do at least as much good in other ways, in say non-political forms of philanthropy. I think that's also permissible. So at the very least, I think it's not wrong for you to disengage from local politics if what you do with the time that you spare is help out other people in non-political ways. Is this, I mean, are we having this discussion right now, which again, the, the entire idea, why it's okay to ignore politics, probably, especially on the news talk stations that carry this program, probably just made people do a double, triple, or quadruple take, like, what, what are you talking about? This is what we do in America if our politics weren't so unhealthy and if they weren't so toxic, 
would we still have room for a conversation to say why it's okay to ignore politics? Because at this point, we're so tribal. It's team red, team blue, which is might as well be just two bands of, of warriors and, and things have gotten physical now over politics and people are literally dying in the United States. If we were in a more healthy place in our conversation, would we have more of an argument to say, you know what, you really should have a say in this. You really should vote. But at this point, because it's become so destructive to so many people, are we shifting our conversation away? Not that we haven't had, you know, tense times in our country before. Yeah, so I think that the current state of, uh, of politics in the United States gives us more reason to avoid politics than we might ordinarily have. So one thing I talk about in the book is some recent evidence about polarization and, and just really sort of extraordinary findings about what party members think of out party members. So there, there's really shocking uh, research about how uh, non-trivial uh, numbers of partisans think that it would be a good thing if members of the other party just died. And that to me is a, is a really frightening situation that we're in. And I think there's reason to think that when we have this hyper-polarized political situation, we start to see members of the other party in a, in a really negative light. And I think that is a further reason to disengage from politics is that it seems to worsen our moral character in certain respects. Although even then I would think, I would say, even if we did have a healthier political situation, it would still be okay to ignore politics precisely because an individual's political engagement doesn't make a whole lot of difference. So one analogy that I give in the book is uh, between casting a vote and throwing a penny in a wishing well. Now you could throw a penny in a wishing well and wish for good things to happen, um, but presumably nobody thinks you're obligated to do that. It's okay not to throw a penny in the wishing well and wish for good things to happen. Why? Well, because we know that throwing that penny in the wishing well is not actually going to make a difference. And so if you decide not to do it, that's fine. Casting a vote is sort of like that. So you can cast the vote, but the odds of that actually making a difference are infinitesimal. Okay, so um, people want to find the book or they want to learn more about you. What's the way to do it? So you can buy the book on Amazon. It's called Why It's Okay to Ignore Politics. All right, uh, Professor Christopher Fryman, thanks so much for the time. It's been a, a really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Likewise. All right. So if you want to comment on this or you want to get in touch with me, just look up American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson or on Twitter. I'm at AVP Radio Show and I'm giving this parlor thing a whirl. So just look for me at Mike Ferguson there. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong.